1: Good evening, family. It is so awesome to be in person today. Uh, so first, we're going to talk about um, Elijah. And you, I'm gonna ask you a question first. Um, how many of you have heard of the common phrase, uh, you grew up in a bubble? How many of you have heard of that? Like, ah, oh, you just grew up in a bubble. So uh, can anyone actually explain to me, like what, what does that mean? What does growing up in a bubble mean? Like, give me an example of a bubble. Like what's something, what's an example of a bubble that we grew up in? Anyway, so, so now I said some people say being homeschooled uh, can count. And I definitely agree. So it can basically mean like you were raised in a certain way that you were kind of protected from the outside world and you didn't get to interact with the outside world. So that would definitely count as a bubble. Another thing that would count as a bubble would be the church because, uh, I mean, most of us are kind of raised in the church. And so we don't really interact with that many people outside of the church. Of course, there are exceptions, uh, but that would count as a bubble that we were raised in. So some people are really eager to just break out of this bubble and get out there into the world and and interact with people outside in the world. But some people just prefer to stay inside the bubble. Uh, There's a few reasons for this. Uh, Maybe they're afraid of change. Maybe they're lazy, Uh, or maybe they just have a lack of faith. And uh, speaking of faith, Elijah uh, grew up in a bubble or not. I mean, most kids eventually uh, do grow up in a bubble, but eventually they do break out. Um, and Elijah just happens to be one of the boldest prophets to ever live. And we're going to see an example of that in 1 Kings. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 18. we We're going to start with verse 27. So verse 27 kind of picks up right in the middle of this intense showdown that's happening on Mount Carmel. And uh, Elijah is basically in this like battle with the worshipers of Baal. And they're ch- they're trying to kind of prove to each other that their God is like real. Um, and so they, they're they trying to make a sacrifice that uh, either Baal or God is going to come down and uh, burn their sacrifice. So Elijah lets the Baal worshipers go first. Uh, and then it's not really working out. And so starting at verse 27. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he's a God. Uh, perhaps he's deep in thought or, or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. So you can see he's, he's already being sarcastic. He's already joking around with them because of how uh, bold and faithful he is that, that yeah, the real God will win. Um, so let's get to verse 30. In verse 30, then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built his own altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two seahs of seed. And two seahs is 24 pounds. Uh, He arranged the wood, cut the bowl into pieces, laid it on the wood, and then he said, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and the wood. And he tells him to do this three times. So the altar and the trench that the altar is in is just filled with water. And remember, Elijah's telling, he's praying to God to to send fire onto the, he's just kind of uh, reinforcing that he knows that he's just going to like evaporate all the water. Uh, In verse 36, at the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me. So these people will know that you, Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. And when all the people saw this, they fell prostrate. They bowed down and cried, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And then Elijah commanded them, seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. And Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. So that was basically the whole event that happened. And you can see how intense and crazy and just amazing it was because Elijah ended up succeeding with the help of the Lord. Uh, But it's what happens after this intense showdown that I want to talk about. First Kings chapter 19, the chapter right after this one, Elijah gets depressed. Chapter 19, verse 1. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. In other words, she's saying, Elijah, I'm going to come kill you as soon as I can. Elijah was afraid, of course, and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. And so he falls asleep. So this verse right here, uh, Elijah's true self, I think. Um, he is. Lonely. Uh, he just came down from this amazing showdown, but there were no supporters with him. And now someone's out to kill him. So, I mean, we not may, re- we may not relate with someone coming out to kill us, but we may also relate with being lonely. And Elijah was depressed because of how lonely he was. And some of us might relate with that. So this is his true self. What we're looking at in chapter 19, not chapter 18, chapter 19 mm-hmm. is Elijah's true self. Um, in chapter 18, God was actually just giving him strength this whole time to challenge the worshippers of Baal. That was all God. That was God's strength. And it was only through Elijah's faith that he was able to be like that, be so bold. And to me, this is proof that there is no one God can't use. He can use one of your negative qualities and just turn it into the complete opposite. So if you don't feel like you have the strength or the faith to break out of your bubble, it doesn't really matter because Elijah was the same way. He didn't really feel like he was up to it. He felt like he said in, in chapter 19 that he wasn't living up to his ancestors. And yet he still just had the most intense showdown on Mount Carmel and, and won it with the help of God. So I'm gonna give you a few real life examples uh, in, that I have personally experienced. Uh, my dad, he grew up very introverted. Uh, he hate, He hated and still hates confrontations. So he was going to be an engineer when he was studying in college. Fast forward to 30 years after getting baptized, he's the evangelist of, my con- of our congregation here, and he's preaching almost every single week and dealing with the many social issues in this congregation. And uh, yeah, he's still not very comfortable with it, but you know what? He still loves his job because God is giving him the strength and and he's, he enjoys it still. Now, a personal experience uh, that taught me a lot was uh, when I worked at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A for its very friendly, Christian-like environment. But uh, that didn't really stop most of my coworkers in the kitchen from talking badly about managers behind their backs or doing drugs outside of work. And uh, I also experienced a personal struggle during this time uh, about like dating worldly girls. And um, so I would allow myself to make wild justifications in my mind so that I would feel good about, about dating them. And so with this in mind, recently, the crew at Chick-fil-A went out to a bowling alley and we were at the bowling alley. And I was kind of building up the courage to ask out this girl that I should have been preaching to not trying to date, but uh, I was building up the courage. And then one, all of a sudden I realized in my mind, wait, this is stupid. And then right after that, uh, I can't really explain it because I don't remember what I was thinking after that, because God just kind of like took control of my body and pushed it out of the bowling alley pushed it into my mom's car and, and took me home. Uh, I I don't really, I didn't have control at all. It wasn't my choice to leave that building. Uh, but once I realized, uh, that this isn't what God wanted me to do, um, God was like, okay, you finally, you finally got it. I got it from here, you know? Um, and I, I really, that really convicted me afterwards when I thought about it, um, because it really showed me like, If it were up to me, I would have stayed there and probably gone on a pretty bad path uh, uh, from there. So it was really bizarre, but I know that it was definitely God who influenced me to just drop everything I was about to do and leave the building. So the point I want you to get from this is that if you put your trust in God to protect you when you finally break out of that bubble, whether you want to or not, you're going to have to break out of that bubble. Uh, But either way, put your trust in God. And when you, when you break out of the bubble, you can resist anything. And without my family raising me up correctly and without my faith in God, I probably wouldn't even be here in front of you today, just to be honest. So back to Elijah. The uh, same way that he came. And that was with the most marvelous boldness. And let's look at um, the end of his life. 2 Kings chapter 2. Verse 11. Simple verse. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly... A chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared, separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. All right. Who was the only other person in the Bible who never died? Enoch. Okay. Uh, That has nothing to do with me, but Enoch was the only other person in the Bible who never died. And uh, do we know that, like, how he, like, left? Uh, We just know that God kind of just said, okay, you're done, and just picked him up. It wasn't really like this amazing like exit scene that he got. Um, even though like Enoch was like super faithful, like he walked with God for 300 years, like he he basically did nothing wrong. Um, so why did Elijah get this amazing exit scene? Well, I like to think that it was because of the kind of the, the irony of how bold he was and how faithful he was, despite like his true self that we saw like, in First Kings 19. And that's just to show us, again, my point, that that God can take our most negative uh, quality and just turn it into the complete opposite, as long as we are using that work to glorify God. So, I'm gonna end this off with a, a verse that really resonates with me. Uh, it's First Corinthians chapter one, verse 26 and 27. It says, "Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential." Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things. And the things that are not, which means things that don't exist, like my self-control, to nullify the things that are, so that none may boast before him. It is because who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you very much for listening. I hope the Lord gave you insight into conforming to Jesus with today's message. I always appreciate feedback. You can send me your thoughts, musings, and comments directly through the Anchor app. You can also contact me on Twitter at Kingdom underscore Saint. Walk with the Lord today and be a blessing.